Hold on, everybody. Give me a second. Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio. Welcome to Firefox News Online. Rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally... The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight on my Talking Points, America has lost its mind, at least those on the left, defunding the police, the subject of tonight's Talking Points. How in the hell are we supposed to have law and order if we don't have law enforcement? My heart goes out to the Floyd family. My heart goes out to Tony Timpa's family. He was killed last year, and 
nothing came out of the mainstream media about it. Uh, an article in the New York Times, but nowhere else, really. I know, I searched. But here's the deal. If you're going to sit there and defund the police, what are you going to replace it with? Social workers, like one person suggested. Uh, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And I'll tell you why. Social workers don't wear body armor. Social workers do not have the rule of law under their belt. Social workers do not, cannot, and never will have peace officer status. So what good is having a social worker confronting an armed bank robber? Uh, let's see now. You're an armed bank robber. I'm a social worker. And guess what you're going to do to me? Bang. Dead. Yeah. I mean, I'm unarmed. I have no body armor on. And basically, well, one, the criminal is going to look at me and go, You sent a social worker to apprehend me? you got to be kidding. Are you insane? A social worker isn't going to do jack shit except die. And that's basically what, what's going to happen. The social worker is going to look at you and say, um, uh, dead. So defunding the police is not exactly an option. Actually, defunding the police is the worst idea since Barack Obama. The worst idea since Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Chuck Schumer, all being politicians. That's a bad idea. Here's a good idea. Don't defund the police. Institute rigorous training. That's right, rigorous training. Turn around and say to them, okay, here's the deal. Brutal force, excessive force, abuse by your use of authority. Do it and you're fired. Simple. We'll find an officer that can do the job without having to resort to excessive abuse, brutality, or murder. Now, if an officer has to apprehend someone and they've got them handcuffed, put them in the back of the godforsaken cruiser. That's what they're supposed to do. Not stomp their knee on the back of a person's neck. Not put their knee into the upper portion of the back near the lungs. That's what happened to Tony Tempa a year ago. He was murdered by a police officer with an overzealous attitude and a total disregard for human life. The officer decided he was going to place his knee into Tony Tempa's back, right above the shoulder, around the area where the lungs are. In doing so, it cost Tony Tempa his life. I've got a raw 26-minute video of what happened to Tony Tempa. I found it on the Internet. I found it on YouTube. And yes, it is graphic. Parts of it are blurred for obvious reasons, but understandably so. This was a body cam from one of the officers. Why was Tony Tempa's murder not talked about more? I'm not taking anything away from George Floyd. What happened to him was also very tragic and should not have happened. But sadly, 
it did. It happened to him. It happened a year ago to Tony Timpa. And you're sitting there scratching your head going, well, who in the fuck is Tony Timpa? Well, I just told you what happened to him. So obviously there's a slight disconnect by the mainstream media. They pay more attention to African-American deaths than they do any other. Why? Are Hispanic lives unimportant? Are white lives unimportant? Are Asian lives unimportant? Look, I've said this many times on this broadcast, and I'm going to say it again. We are all members of one race, the human race. And when people start realizing this and accepting it as reality, well, guess what? We would have one hell of a wonderful world. But that's the hard reality, the harsh reality. I could tell this to a thousand people, and they'd look at me like I had two heads. And uh, it's a shame. It's truly a shame. If we are to survive as a people, we must learn to get along. We must learn to work together for a common good. That common good means you, me, everyone must find common ground in order to work with the police and so that the police can work with us. What happened to Tony Tempa? What happened to George Floyd? And what has happened to countless others who are the victims of police brutality is unthinkable, unimaginable when it does happen. And it is outright sickening when it does. It's disgusting. Something needs to be done about it. But people are talking about defunding the police. So defunding the police would mean there would be no police on our streets. There are some who have made it quite clear that they would like to see the police replaced with social workers. And like I said before, social workers are even bigger targets because they don't carry a gun, they don't wear body armor, and they can't arrest you. Now, here's the kick that I think everyone should be concerned with. If townships, cities, major metropolitan locations defund the police, who will be patrolling our streets, protecting life, limb, and property? Who, in fact, will be doing that? Does that mean that county police and state police also become defunded? I'll tell you what. It better not happen. Because if it does, all unholy hell will break loose on our streets. Count on it. We cannot afford to see our police defunded because, look, the actions of a few should not reflect badly on the good officers that are out there on the streets doing the job the right way every day. The people who patrol our streets that see a child with a skin knee, they'll grab the first aid kit and they'll help that child. They see an elderly woman struggling to get across a road. They'll help that woman get across the road. When you have a home invasion happen, the police come to take care of the situation, to help you. 
And like I said, there are some bad apples in the bunch. Those bad apples should not reflect the total man and woman power of the police force in your community. They do not speak for you and I, but they do protect you and I. The men and women of law enforcement who actually do the job without any abuse of power or brutality involved. I'll give you a great example. Today, I tripped on a sidewalk and I flew right into a street sign pole, shoulder first. I'm all right. It's because of my back being in so much pain, it's spasms. So my legs gave way. And when I hit the pole, this cop was driving by. He hit the brakes. He threw it in park, put the lights on, jumped out of the car, came over to me and said, sir, are you okay? I said, yeah, my shoulder's going to hurt for a while, but I think I'll be all right. So he said, come with me. He took me over to his cruiser, had me sit on the bumper. He said, are you sure you don't want me to have an ambulance come and take you to the hospital? I said, no, sir, that won't be necessary. He said, are you really sure? And I said, yes, sir, I'm really sure. And he turned around and he said to me, I understand. I understand completely. So I thanked him again, you know, for helping me. And he looked at me and he smiled and said, sir, that's what we're supposed to do. Help you. And I looked at him and I said, you know, we need more officers like you. Not like the bad apples that, well, you know. And he looked at me and he said, sir, believe me, I do know. And I do understand your concern. I said, uh, I've been hearing rumblings about defunding the police. And he said, I know. I've been hearing it too. But if that were to happen, he said, it would be a disaster for the community. It would be a disaster for the community and the businesses. And it would just, there, there would be no stopping criminal acts. So I want you all to think about that. Think about what the officer told me. Think about what this could mean for your community. If you live in New York City, Chicago, or whether you live in a town like my hometown of Peekskill, New York, or if you live in White Plains, New York, or Yonkers, New York, or God forbid you live in Los Angeles, California, and they defund the police there. I shudder to think what would happen once there were no police cars on the streets. I don't even want to think about it. Not at all. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. Trend this broadcast globally on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Now, I recorded this talking points at around 3.30, quarter to 4 this afternoon. And as you can tell by my voice, I was pretty tired. Hopefully, I sound a lot better on the live side. And let's hope that we do sound better on the live side. Hello, America. We are live, large, and in charge from the studios in the Hudson Valley. 
the new home stead of Firefox News Online. And, uh, yeah, I like it. It's a nice place. Although you see the regular studio appearance on the video side. So, <laughs> what can I say? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Join me on the phone lines at 347-945-5747. And let's, uh, let's do some, some, some talking about this uh, defunding business that, the, that people are talking about. Because uh, not for anything, but I, I, I would rather they uh, just subjected these officers that commit acts of, of wanton brutality to a nice uh, desk job and retraining. Because it sounds to me like they need it. Bad. Joining me on the phone lines, I've got Gunslinger from the Lone Star State and, of course, Mike from Louisiana. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening, George. Yo, yo, yo. Huh? No, my question, George, is yes. Depending on where the order comes from, let's just say it come, came from, you know, I mean, we, we know it's going to be probably come on a city-by-city basis, okay, depending. But let's just say it came from the governor of a particular state. Let's say it came from, oh, I don't know, Andrew Cuomo, all right? Now, if that, it starts out in, you know, L, uh, uh, New York City, uh, maybe, you know, goes through maybe the county sheriffs, whatever, maybe constables, whatever, whatever you have up there in New York. And then does it, would it affect the state police? And I don't know if it works the same way up there as it does down here, but who protects, who protects, who protects the governor in your state? Who's the gov- who's the security for your governor? Down here, it's for us. It's the state police. You know, George. Uh, let me see. If, let me yeah, see. If, uh, Trying to adjust the uh, the mic here. You might hear me in the background. Well, you know, it's it's the same thing here. It's the state police that protects the, the governor down there in the, in Austin, which is the state capital of Texas. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's the uh, DPS, you know, Department of Public Safety. Those are state boys. Okay. Same thing here. So I would say in most states, the state police would protect the governor. Okay. So yeah, if 
if the order came down to defund the police, does that order extend? Would that order extend from, you know, to our police, our law enforcement? I mean, I'm talking sheriffs. I'm talking uh, city police. I'm talking state police, you know. Would it extend to our people? And if it does, then, well, the governor, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, for example, is in deep shit because, well, there's nobody protecting them. <laughs> there's, there's two ways you can look at that, okay? If they, had, if they had their way, the way they're talking, okay, they would defund the whole fucking thing, all the way from state police all the way down to your local dog catcher, okay? That's probably what they want. As crazy as it sounds, okay, but look who where it's coming from. Now, there's always two sides to a coin. Think about this. You could, if they did almost eliminate all the police, law enforcement, whatever, I, the criminals would go ape shit. Literally ape shit. Okay? Now, law and, uh, law-abiding citizens, we outnumber the criminals quite a bit. Okay? There would be no bag limit. Alright? Actually, it would, it would thin the herd out. Okay? Because if there's no cops there, the militias will come out. Okay, because that's what the role of the militia is, is to protect the citizens when law enforcement can't. Okay? Uh, so, you're going, these criminals are going to go up against militias, just like soldiers, okay? Who do you think is going to win? Them showing going to be the criminal. <laughs> I can guarantee you that one. <laughs> so, I mean, think about it. I mean, that's, I, I, wow, I mean, these people actually think that. I mean, okay, yeah, there's a lot of good cops out there. I'm not saying there's not, okay? I hope that the good cops outnumber the bad cops. But there are some rotten son of a bitches out there. Just like that dude that killed that, that guy there, okay? There's one of them right there. Uh, there's nothing perfect in anything. I don't care if it's law enforcement or, or plumbers association or International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, you know, electricians, engineers, everybody's got their bad shit. Unfortunately, you're never going to change that because you're not going to change human nature. Go ahead and try it. You can try it, but you're never going to succeed at it. It's just it's just one of those things that weren't meant to be. You're not going to convince people to become a utopian society. That's fucking impossible. Okay? It's, I, I never, we'll never see it. Okay? Probably maybe in a thousand years when we probably learn how to get along with each other. So you're going to have to have one. There's some bad motherfuckers. There's some real bad motherfuckers out there that need to be dealt with harshly. Very harshly. Okay? You can't just say. Please stop. Don't do that. Uh, you shouldn't drop that thing. You shouldn't rape that, that old lady over. Please stop. Please stop. You think them fucking animals are going to listen to your ass? 
The only way that you're going to stop them people is to go up there and blow their fucking heads off. Okay? That's what will happen. Stop the police search. Okay? Who are you going to call when you call 911? Somebody breaking your fucking door in. Who are you going to call when there's nobody there? Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call when the when well, people sure break the in? sure going to be the Ghostbusters, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. I mean, they break in there, a bunch of idiot thugs, blacks, you know, Mexicans, whatever, and they rape your wife, your daughter, and your dog. Who are you going to call? It damn sure ain't going to be Ghostbusters. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, look, guys, think about this, okay? Now, now, uh, Mike, to to your point about about the governor, the only police force the governor can defund is the state police. The county would have to defund the county sheriffs, which would be a huge mistake in a lot of places, and of course, the local the local municipalities, like uh, City of Peekskill, City of New York, uh, Chicago, they would have to defund, they would be defunding their local police forces. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fall on the governor to do that. But let's say, for the sake of this discussion, okay, uh, the mayor of New York City, Bill De Blasio, he's a big fucking liberal dickhead anyway, so it's no surprise <laughs> If you want to do that, but the NYPD, being the largest police force in America, okay. Now think about this. Think about that. They're the biggest police force in America. If Bill De Blasio were to defund the police department in New York City, crime would go up exponentially. Okay. So. You, you you really can't uh, you really can't expect the people of New York City to sit there and go, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do when we call nine one one? Well, sure, the nine one one operators could dispatch the fire department. They could dispatch an ambulance. Mm-hmm. But if there's no police to, call, to, to dispatch, well, you better have, you better be armed and ready for ready for war because I guarantee God sake and tea, it's gonna be hell to pay. And what what's the what is the real point of defunding the police? Now think about that too. What would be the sense of it? You're taking away law enforcement from the people, from business owners. You're taking away a very, a very necessary thing to inf- that is designed by definition to enforce the laws of the land. Home invasions would go up exponentially. Murders would go up exponentially. Rapes would go up exponentially. The level of criminality would increase tenfold. So my, my question becomes very simple. At what point does stuck on stupid not make sense, does not ring in these, these fucking politicians' heads? I mean, uh, okay, 
I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I've got I've got a clip here. Brett Baer on Fox News Channel spoke with uh, Attorney General uh, William Barr. All right. Now take a listen to this clip and pay close attention because I want to get your thoughts on this, guys. So here it is. Joining us now, the Attorney General of the United States, Bill Barr. Mr. Attorney General, thanks for being here. Thank you, Brett. The effort across the country, uh, there is this movement to defund police departments. The Minneapolis City Council with a veto-proof vote uh, saying they're going to essentially dismantle that police department. What do you make of that effort and what it means for the country? Well, I think it's the exact opposite uh, of the way we should go. You know, I understand, given the, the history of racial injustice in this country, why the African-American community, or at least some of it, would view uh, the ghastly events in Minneapolis as manifestations of institutional racism in police departments. But I think, in fact, over the past 50 or 60 years, we've had a lot of reform of uh, police departments. I was attorney general 30 years ago, and I can tell you there's a world of difference. Uh, today, the police chiefs, the rank-and-file officers understand the need for change, and there has been great change. And I think uh, defunding the police, holding the entire police structure responsible for the actions of certain officers is wrong. And I think it's dangerous to demonize police. But so how do these bad cops, if you want to call them that, get through in these systems? Do you blame police unions? Do you blame the systems themselves for not weeding them out? How do you address what obviously is this frustration and anger? Well, not referring to any particular case, I think you have to remember this is not a monolithic system. There are thousands of different police forces. There are approximately 900,000 police officers in the United States. And right now, there's a crisis in policing because it's a very tough job. We have, or we had before COVID, a full employment economy. And if anything, we've had trouble attracting people and retaining people as police officers. We want the best, most responsible people we can get. And we have to attract them into the profession. We have to retain them. We have to train them. Uh, and we have to continue to professionalize our police forces. We have, generally speaking, excellent police forces in the United States. None of us as individuals want to be lumped together with others. We want to be judged by what we do as individuals. We don't want uh, misconduct of others attributed to us. And that's in every walk of life. You know, one of the, one of the legitimate grievances of the African-American community is that they're treated with suspicion and braced simply because they're African-Americans. And that does happen. By the same token, demonstrators, peaceful demonstrators, shouldn't be treated as violent extremists simply because they're out on the streets. It's the same with police officers. Every organization has individuals who engage in misconduct, and we have to be very careful before we say the whole organization is rotten. What would happen if a major American city, Chicago, D.C., disbanded its police department? What would that look like? Would what? the federal government have to step in? Well, what it would look like is you would have increases in vigilanteism and you would have increasing chaos in, in the city. And that's why doing things that prevent us from having a strong, effective police force are counterproductive. You'll end up having more killings. And that's been shown time and time again. But so a major American city doing that, you're saying, would be dangerous. Absolutely. You know, I think we have to put things in perspective. Obviously, 
when police use excessive force, they have to be held accountable. And right here, both the state and federal government zoomed in and immediately took up the matter. There's no question it's, it's an issue and has to be dealt with. But in terms of sheer numbers, is it, is it these police officers who are oppressing African-American communities? There are a lot more damage, a lot more killing, uh, a lot more fear engendered on the streets from criminal elements. In Chicago, for example, in one, e uh, one weekend, you know, 60, 70 people shot. Uh, if you pull back the police from these communities, there'll be, uh, there'll be more harm done to these communities. Uh, the president, you know, has, has been attempting to address the criminal justice reform issue. Uh, he did the first step back. He set up the first police commission since Lyndon Johnson. We've been looking precisely at these issues, and we'll be coming out very shortly with our proposals on this. Uh, and he's also uh, advanced... Uh, uh, opportunity zones in the inner city and he's pushing for school choice for inner city parents that's a, that's to me the civil rights issue uh, of our era is giving these parents the wherewithal to educate their children in the best schools possible and and so he is addressing that I think pulling the police back from these communities would 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 make it far more difficult uh, for these communities to have the equal opportunity and the full participation in the American dream that they deserve Okay. Okay. So, you just heard what William Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, had to say. Now I want to hear what you have to say. Mm, go ahead, Gun. Well, he's right. Okay. Uh, vigilanteism would explode overnight. Okay, I guarantee you they would thin the herd out. Just like I said, well, ago. Um, the, I mean, it's kind of crazy to even even think about it. But you know, this these people. I just don't know. It's just you know, you want this place to go back to the wild west. You know, that's what it would do. Okay. People would be carrying around guns on their sides. The law-abiding people would be. And if a criminal comes up there and tries to rob you, they just get their heads blown off. Okay, you know, fire department, you can come up there and wash blood off the street and take the body to the morgue. No problem. And if they're, well, yeah, I mean, what, what else are you going to do? <laughs> um, I, wow, that would be... That would be amazing because all these little Antifa little bastards and all these pussified little bastards and all these criminals, even the hardcore ones, I mean, boy, we better be like Yosemite Sam, have a pistol on both hips. Oh, you, did you hear the latest on that one? They're going to take his gun oh, away. I, yeah, I, I was going to get to that later. I wanted to, I wanted to save that for a little bit for, 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 for after this uh, topic because... Uh, I saw what you posted, and yeah. Okay. I'll, let's get to that after this topic, okay? Because I think Mike would even get a kick out of this. And by the way, Mike, I added you to the FFNO News and Topic Room. Okay. I got you. All right, so Mike... Um, 
What, what are your thoughts on this? What, 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 what did you What did you take away from what Bill Barr said? Every like like John said, everything he gave an outline of what needs some of the things that need to be done, and a lot of the things that need to be done are common sense things, but there are also things that don't get you know the belief system or whatever that the Democrats have. I give you a good example. You talked about school choice. Well, who's generally generally who's against school choice? All right. So yeah. There are things that can be done, but will they be done? Will or will there just be an argument and it just the status quo will be the status quo until we can get enough people to win the argument. You know, that's that's the only question with his, I don't want to say guidelines, but his particular ideas that he put forth in that little interview. Can can it get done, and will it get done? Well, I, you know, I, on, on what Gunslinger said, you know, in regards to uh, vigilantism and all that, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm of the mindset that if we end up going the route of uh, law-abiding citizens who are licensed to carry, you know, going out there and having to police their own community because the police aren't there anymore because they've been defunded. Um, the the sheer the sheer irony of that is it would be like the old west. And I think Gunslinger alluded to that a moment ago. And 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 yes, it 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 sounds it sounds to to some folks it might sound crazy. Even. Um, to the point of lunacy, but what what would have to, what would have to happen is, you know, people need to step up and say, no, you're not going to defund the police. You're you're not going to sit there and 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 take away that which is necessary to our to the safety of our community, just because of a because of a few bad apples. That commit a crime? I mean, come on, really? The 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 the, the, the whole thing is nuts. Okay. I know that if if the if the police force. Okay, I'll use where I where I live as an example. If the police department where I live were to be defunded tomorrow, okay. Remember, I said crime would go up exponentially. There would be blood in the streets. 
literally. And that's that's some pretty scary shit that, you know to think about. Because whose blood would be in the streets? More than likely, mine or someone else's. So no, defunding the police is a bad idea. It's it's a it's a it's an insane idea. It's stupid. And for anyone who's who's in politics, any politician considering doing that, I'm sorry, but that politician wouldn't have a job long. And if Bill Barr is talking about it, you know, the White House is talking about it. In fact, the, the president had a, a meeting with law enforcement officials, and it's a shame I missed it, but let's face the reality. I don't, I don't think the good people of, of, this, of this country who depend on the police to protect their businesses, to protect their homes, to protect them, would stand for that. And they shouldn't. Now, as a a matter of circumstance, as a matter of circumstance, one must consider the the possibility that if the police are defunded somewhere think about what those police officers are going to be faced with the department gets defunded they lose their paychecks that means they're out of a job i don't think you know I, i'm not much i'm not one for unions especially after what happened to me back in 1980. But let's face it, the police unions would go ballistic. Or is it just my imagination? That's what would happen. Um, Like I said, again, it would be back to the Wild West, and imagine two neighbors get into an argument over each other's wife's pussy, okay, and they start shooting at each other, okay? (laughs) I mean, people are that fucking stupid today. Some people don't need a gun because they're too stupid to handle it, okay? You know, back in the day, I mean... You you trained your your son and daughter from five years old how to shoot a gun, okay? Be a pistol, rifle, shotgun, don't matter. Today, they are so scared of them. These millennials, these these you know, tree huggers or what? I mean, I I, I am losing the fucking word for these motherfuckers, okay? That oh, that's a bad thing. Oh, you might hurt somebody with that. Oh, that's offensive. 
that? What do you think the fucking founding fathers said to the British Army when they was coming over here? Ooh, I find you offensive. Shame on you. Naughty, naughty. Go home. No, they mm-hmm. draw their line of sand. They loaded up their muskets, and they said, Motherfucker, cross that goddamn line, and I'm going to blow your fucking head off. I'll blow you all the way back to fucking British. That's exactly what they did. That's why we have America. That's why we have the First Amendment. And the Second Amendment, which backs up the First Amendment. Go ahead. Well, right. Go ahead, Mike. I mean, I mean, I but I don't know if we're gonna see him tonight, but our buddy Melway likes to talk about the sign that's outside of his uh, uh, domicile, you know, outside of the house, you know, on his gate. You know, it's like those who those who talk will be shot, survivors will be shot again. You know, I mean, that's 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 the that's what got us here. That. That type of attitude is what made America, you know, and that's what they don't understand. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, militias or yeah, it would be militias flag and or you know vigilantism, but we would have every uh, people, well, say in Chicago and New York City or L.A. would have all the rights to, you know, all the rights to do that because, well, if you're not getting any protection from the police, if there is no police, then what? You know, who's going to do it? If they're not going to do it, then who's going to do it? They'll take, they'll take it in their own hands and they'll do it themselves. And, and I guarantee you, the government and look. Let me make a point about the uh, you know the ju- the the murders might go up whatever, but if there's no police, then how do we know it's a murder? You know, I mean, they're there to enforce the law. Okay, the law enforcement. They're there to enforce the laws that are in the books. But if they're not there. Then those laws that are on the books cease to be laws, right? I mean, technically, there's nobody there to enforce them, right? So, there you go, George. Well, I'll tell you what. You, you you do a search defunding the police on Google and a whole lot comes up. Eight hours ago the hill dot com put out the following. Okay. <clears throat> Trump, there won't be any defunding of police. President Trump and his allies on Monday lashed out at activists and some Democrats for their support of the defund the police movement, seeking to draw a contrast 
with the administration's embrace of law enforcement amid nationwide protests. White House aides and campaign officials sought to tie Democrats to the mantra of defund the police, which has gained steam on social media and at some protests after George Floyd's death May 25th. There won't be defunding. There won't be dismantling of our police, and there's not going to be any disbanding of our police. Our police have been letting us live in peace, and we want to make sure we don't have any bad actors in there. Trump said during a meeting with law enforcement officers and police chiefs at the White House, adding that he believes 99% of officers are great people. Press Secretary Kayla McKinney told reporters at an earlier briefing that the president is appalled by the defund the police movement, singling out pledges from the mayors of Los Los Angeles and New York City to cut police budgets. That means cutting of police. That means reducing police departments. That means defunding police departments, if not getting rid of them entirely, she said. No, President Trump doesn't agree with that. Trump has harped on this topic in the past 48 hours, seeking to paint himself as the candidate of law and order. Sleepy Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats want to defund police. I want great and well-paid law enforcement. I want law and order. Trump tweeted Sunday, defund the police has become a common refrain among protesters across the country in the last two weeks. Activists say say they support demilitarizing and cutting funds for police departments and reallocating money to other services such as affordable housing and mental health. Some Some more liberal lawmakers and organizers are in favor of disbanding police departments in their current form altogether. In Minneapolis, where a white officer has been charged with second-degree murder in Floyd's killing, city councilors pledged to dismantle the police department in favor of a new law enforcement system. The movement has given Trump and his allies an opening to attack Democrats after weeks of difficult headlines for the president over his handling of the demonstrations after Floyd's death. McNenny likened the push to the Abolish ICE movement of 2018 that many Democrats backed in an effort to slash funding for Immigration and Customs Enforcement amid the Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy that led to the separation of migrant families. That movement, while endorsed by some prominent Democrats, did not garner support from the majority of the party. Many Democrats have have distanced themselves from the defund the police push, either deferring to local leaders who who determine law enforcement budgets or signaling, signaling they prefer reform reform policing practices as opposed to slashing funding. Democrats in both chambers introduced sweeping reforms on Monday designed to combat racial disparities in the criminal justice system. 
crafted by leaders of the Congressional Black Caucus. The legislation aims to rein in the use of excessive force, particularly the violence targeting blacks and other minorities. Joe Biden, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee, opposes defunding the police, a spokesman for his campaign said Monday. He hears and shares the deep grief and frustration of those calling out for change and is driven to ensure that justice is done and that we put a stop to this terrible pain. Spokesman Andrew Bates said in a statement, Biden supports the, the urgent need for reform, including funding, of, funding for public schools, summer programs, and mental health and substance abuse treatment separate from funding for policing so that officers can focus on the job of policing. The Trump campaign sought to attack Biden for issuing his opposition through a spokesperson rather than doing so personally. Until Americans hear from Joe Biden himself, they have no way of knowing where he really stands. Communications Director Tim Murtaugh said in a statement, the White House has offered no specifics of its own for policing reforms. It would support McKinney said Trump had not reviewed the legislation unveiled Monday, but called the proposal to reduce immunity for police officers a non-starter. Trump has bleh, try again. Trump has courted the support of law enforcement throughout his presidency, speaking at gatherings of officers and police chiefs on multiple occasions. In his public remarks following Floyd's killing, he has called the case a disgrace, but focused mostly on the need for law and order and called for a crackdown on unruly protesters. But he has stepped on his own message with controversial statements, tweeting that protesters were thugs and hoodlums and warning that when the looting starts, the shooting starts a refrain used by a Miami police chief in the 1960s to target black civil rights protesters. First of all, he was not calling for violence. He was merely quoting and, and, and offering his opinion. But of course, the left doesn't want to hear that. So, guys... You heard that you heard what 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 this what the uh, the hill.com uh put out there. Now I find it I find it very curious. I find it very curious that these uh police chiefs and law enforcement officers who gathered at the White House today um, and I'm just guessing here because I don't know what they actually said or or didn't say, but my guess would be that they would be in favor of not defunding the police because their jobs would quite literally be on the line. You know? Right. So. 
you, hey, go ahead. you would assume that, you would assume that, especially, especially in New York City, where it appears that the uh, the chief and the commissioner are basically leaving because they deeply disagree with uh, with the calming there, you know. Well, I found this item from Breitbart to be very disturbing. I want you to listen to this, guys. This is from Breitbart. George Floyd's family asks United Nations to disarm police in U.S. That's the headline. The family of George Floyd the black man killed while in police custody in Minneapolis on Memorial Day, has sent a letter to the globalist United Nations to ask for its help in disarming police officers in the United States of America. The family's legal team facilitated the letter, which was sent on Wednesday, according to NBC News. The group sent a letter on June 3rd to one of the international bodies working groups asking for support for the end of the provision of military equipment and military-type training for police, the teaching of de-escalation techniques, independent prosecutions and autopsies for extrajudicial police killings, and more. When a group of people of any nation have been systematically deprived of their universal human right to life by its government for decades, it must appeal to the international community for its support and to the United Nations for its intervention, Floyd's family attorney, Ben Crump, said in a press release. The the UN issued a statement on May 23rd, days after Floyd's death, and included the names of other black people in the U.S. who died in police custody. Michelle Bachlet, U.N. Commissioner on Human Rights, is quoted in the statement which says, in part, this is the latest in a long line of killings of unarmed African Americans by U.S. police officers and members of the public, Bachlet said. I am dismayed to have to add George Floyd's name to that of Breonna Taylor, Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, and many other unarmed African Americans who have died over the years at the hands of the police, as well as people such as Ahmad Arbery and Trayvon Martin. Who were killed by un- killed by armed members of the public. The U.S. authorities must take serious action to stop such killings, and to ensure justice is done when they do occur. Procedures must change. Prevention systems must be put in place, and above all, police officers who resort to excessive use of force should be charged and convicted for the crimes committed. 
the role that entrenched and pervasive and pervasive racial discrimination plays in such deaths must also be fully examined, properly recognized, and dealt with, she added. While saying she understood the anger unleashed by Floyd's killing, Bachelet urged people in Minneapolis and elsewhere to protest peacefully. NBC did not report on whether or not the Floyd family or its legal counsel have heard back from the UN. First of all, the United Nations has no say in the funding or defunding of any law enforcement agency in this country. None whatsoever. No offense to the Floyd family, but you're barking up the wrong tree, people. Seriously, you're barking up the wrong tree going to the UN. Okay? And defunding the police is the worst idea ever conceived. Now, they talk about people in the black community who have been murdered at the hands of overzealous police officers using excessive force, brutality, and so on. In an op-ed that I did just this weekend, over this weekend, I put out, or was it yesterday? Now, it's available on periscope.tv slash FFNO if you want to catch it proper. I stated that there was a man last year, last year, named Tony Timpa, who was murdered at the hands of police. I have a 26-minute video from an officer's body camera that showed how this officer placed his knee on the guy's back right on top of his lungs. The video showed him being loaded into an ambulance. They proceeded to do CPR, but it was too late. He was, he was dead. All right? Before, that, before he got loaded into the ambulance, these officers were laughing at him. They were laughing at him. Tony Tempa is white. But the mainstream media barely brought up his death at all. The only reason I found out about it at all was because of a Facebook post. Oh, yeah. Found out about that from a Facebook post. Now, I do believe said post is available. I should have it here. Yes, I do. So I'm going to copy the link. I'm going to post it in the chat room on Mixler. There it is. Now, I'm going to show on the video platforms the same image. All right? 
Now, bear in mind what you're about to see and look at the parallels that it offers between George Floyd and Tony Tempa. There's, now I just put the video, I just put the image up on the video. Uh, Boy, I can talk today. <laughs> on the video platforms. I'm, you know, I, I used to get frustrated whenever I would have that happen, whenever I would start uh, stammering a little bit. But lately here on the broadcast, I'm having fun with it. So <laughs> it's kind of. It's kind of it's embarrassing, but I'm having fun with it, no less. Okay, so here's what it says for those of you listening on the radio side. On the left, you see a, a picture of Tony Tempa, and on the right, George Floyd. I'm gonna start with Tony Tempa's uh, information. Tony Tempa. Killed by police brutality after the policeman had 13 minutes and his knee on Tony Tempa's back above his lungs for 13 minutes and they were joking that he passed out after. Now this is what it says on here and you can see, for those of you who are watching on the video platforms, it says zero fucks given by people. Now you look at George Floyd, killed by police brutality, after the policeman had his knee on his on his neck for eight minutes. Absolute mad protests. At the bottom of this image, it says, two same situation, two different reacts reacts or reactions from American society. Yeah. George Floyd's death, while tragic, was not the only one at the hands of police brutality. Tony Tempa, and he's white, garnered zero, almost zero. I, I, I saw USA Today and the New York Times had put something out last year about it. But there was nothing on CNN, nothing on MSNBC, nothing on Fox, nothing even on One American News. There was this, Tony Tempa's death at the hands of a, of a, of a brute, of a brute. Uh, try again, George. <laughs> his, his death at the hands of a police officer committing a brutal act. went unnoticed. It went unnoticed. Now, having, having, having that in mind, let me go to my chat room here real quick. Iggy Mom said, the rest of the story. Hero in my book. Thank you, sir. 
for your cool head, great training, and your service. Uh, okay, I'm a little lost, but that's okay. I'm I'm used to that. <laughs> Uh, she put a, um, a link in with that statement, so let me open that up. Ah! Here's what you didn't know about that hero's takedown of Antifa with with AR-15 at, at the Seattle riot. Now I know why she said what she said. Aha! That's an aha moment for me. Pays to pay attention, doesn't it? <laughs> we'll take a look at that in a moment. Um, but Gunslinger went to the kitchen. So, Mike, it's uh, for now you and I. Okay. Now, did you hear anything about Tony Timpa last year? No. Does it surprise that mainstream media dropped the ball on a death that occurred at the hands of a brutal police officer? Much Uh, in the same way that it happened with George Floyd, but George Floyd's case got massive media coverage. uh, No, it doesn't surprise me in the least. They cover what they want to cover, all right? Think about it. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the two other guys. I mean, Eric Horner notwithstanding, you know, yeah, he was breaking the law about selling loose cigarettes. I get that. But that's a stupid law. But anyway, and we know what that is. That's a tax thing. But um, but the other two guys, they, were t- they mentioned uh, what? Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot, and all that crap, and then of course, and then of course, uh, Trayvon Morton. I've said it before about those two guys. You know what those two guys were? They were thugs in training. That's what they were, as evidenced by what happened with uh, Trayvon with uh, with Trayvon Morton and stuff, uh, and Michael Brown, and uh, you know, I think it was Trayvon Morton that put the guy on the ground and was pounding him. What was it? Or was it Brown? I think it was either Brown or Martin. You know, was pounding him MMA style, you know, and pounding his head on the back, on the back of his head on the cement, you know. They were thugs in training, you know. So those, they tend, these guys, the Democrats, the liberals, the progressives, whatever you want to call them, they tend to take these guys and they lionize these guys, even though these guys may have questionable things in their past. You know, this... The man who was shot by uh, George Zimmerman, by the way. Just to let you know. Right. And then Michael Brown had some criminal activity in his past, and, and they're trying to make what's-his-name up in Minneapolis or more, even though, even though he had some criminal... Uh, his, his, his criminal record is as long as your arm, you know. And in some cases, that's very long. But again, these guys, and it, and like you said, it does not 
like I just said earlier, it does not surprise me that that guy you're mentioning was not mentioned by the press. I mean, you would think this happened in New York, right? This 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 uh this one that you're just mentioning now that happened last year. Temple Temple whatever. It happened in New York, right? Uh I will tell you in just a minute. It happened in Dallas, Texas. Oh, in da- oh, it happened over there. It happened over there in um uh, over there by gun. Okay. So in fact, I've got, I've got the story from the DallasNews.com right in front of my face. Oh, wow. So it happened in Dallas. So, well, that that does surprise me that that didn't make the news other than DallasNews.com, DallasNews.com, which is probably an offshoot of the Dallas Morning News, you know. But mm, I don't know about that. Hang on a second here. Which is which is a big newspaper out of Dallas. Yep. Actually, this is the website for the Dallas Morning News. Right. So that's 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 probably the biggest newspaper uh, coming out of Dallas, Texas. And if if that's the and that being the case. You would think that the national news would have picked up on this. You know, CBS, NBC, CNN, you know, uh, ABC, you know, to some extent the New York Times, something like that. You know, you would think they would have picked up on this thing, but they didn't. And I don't understand why. The New York Times did cover it. USA Today did did cover it. Okay. Okay. But I didn't hear anything about it on Fox News. I didn't see anything about it on CNN, MSNBC, One American News. It got very little coverage, if any at all. Now wow, I've got I've surprised. got the article from last year right in front of my face. Listen to this. Tony Tempa wailed and pleaded for help more than 30 times as Dallas police officers pinned his shoulders, knees, and neck to the ground. You're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. After Timpa fell unconscious, the officers who had him in handcuffs assumed he was asleep and didn't confirm that he was, that he was breathing or fell for, or, or fell for a pulse. As precious minutes passed, the officers laughed and joked about waking Tempa up for school and making him waffles for breakfast. Body camera footage obtained by the Dallas Morning News shows first responders waited at least four minutes after Tempa became unresponsive to begin CPR. His nose was buried in the grass while officers claimed to hear him snoring, apparently unaware that the unarmed man was drawing his last breath. The officers pinned his handcuffed arms behind him, behind his back, for nearly 14 minutes and zip-tied his legs together. By the time he was loaded onto a gurney, 
and put into an ambulance, the 32-year-old was dead. The news obtained Dallas Police Department body camera footage after a three-year fight for records related to Timba's death. A federal judge ruled, mon- ruled in favor of a motion by the, by the news and NBC5 to release records from his death, saying the public has a compelling interest in understanding what truly took place during a fatal exchange between a citizen and law enforcement. Timpa called 911 on August 10, 2016, from the parking lot of a Dallas porn store, saying he was afraid and needed help. He told the dispatcher he suffered from schizophrenia and depression and was off his prescription medication. The news first reported Timpa's death in a 2017 investigation that showed Dallas police refused to say how a man who had called 911 for help ended up dead. The newly, obta- the, the, the newly obtained video and records, part of a lawsuit filed by Timpa's family in federal court alleging excessive force, contradict key claims Dallas police have made in defending the officer's actions. Police incident reports recounting the officer's version of events claim Timpa's behavior that night was aggressive and combative. The video shows Timpa writhing at times and clearly struggling to breathe, asking the officers to stop pinning him down. On a custodial death report submitted to the state in 2016, the department answered no to questions about whether Tempa resisted arrest, threatened, or fought officers. Police had previously claimed to use only enough force necessary to block Tempa from rolling into a busy section of Mockingbird Lane. In that first minute, Timpa rolls around near the curb, but the video shows a police car clearly blocks traffic about a minute later near the bus bench where the officers had pinned him. Several officers continue pressing his restrained body into the ground. He had already been handcuffed by a private security guard before police arrived. He never threatens to hurt or kill the police. The footage also shows the officers mocking Timpa as he struggled to live. Shortly after one officer ridicules Timpa's repeated cries for help, an officer notes that he appears to be out cold. They joke that he's merely asleep and try to wake him. It's time for school. Wake up. One officer mimics a teen saying, I don't want to go to school. Five more minutes, Mom. They joke about buying him, buying him new shoes for the first day of school and making him a special breakfast. And I, for some reason, my, 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 my page just, that page just closed on me. What the hell? Give me a moment while I bring it back up. 
It just, on its own, it closed. Wow. Now i got to find my place again. Uh, they laugh, they, they joke about buying him new shoes for the first day of school and making him a special breakfast, laughing loudly. That's where it left off. That's where I got closed out. It's unclear from the video why Dallas Fire Rescue medical responders don't intervene immediately after Timpa loses consciousness. I was unable to assess the patient due to his combativeness, said one of the first responders in a newly obtained affidavit. However, the medical responders appeared to take Timpa's blood pressure while he's still conscious, about five minutes before administering Versid, a powerful sedative. By the time the paramedic gives Timpa the sedative, officers already are questioning if Timpa is awake. A Dallas Fire Rescue spokesman, a Dallas Fire Rescue spokesman, declined to comment on the paramedic's actions, citing the family's pending lawsuit in federal court. The Dallas Police Department also declined to comment. Timpa died within 20 minutes of police arriving and at least 15 minutes before an ambulance eventually transported his body to Parkland Hospital. As the officers and paramedics struggle to load Timpa's lifeless body onto a gurney, they begin to panic, seeing his glassy, open eyes and blades of grass stuck to his mouth. One of the officers asks, He didn't just die down there, did he? An autopsy ruled Tim, ruled Timpa's cause of death as a was a homicide, sudden cardiac death due to the toxic effects of cocaine and the stress associated with physical restraint. The city of Dallas and Dallas County officials had fought since September 2016 to prevent public release of the records arguing it could interfere with an ongoing criminal investigation. Officials then said the records could not be released because a criminal case against three of the police officers never made it to trial. Those three officers, Kevin Mansell, Danny Vasquez, and Dustin Dillard, were indicted by a grand jury in 2017 on charges of misdemeanor deadly conduct three months after the news published its investigation into Timba's death, following two days of testimony. The grand jury's indictment stated that the officers engaged in reckless conduct that placed Timba in imminent danger of serious bodily injury. But in March, Dallas County District Attorney John Cruzat dismissed the charges. Cruzat previously told the news that he met with all three medical examiners who had testified to the grand jury. They reportedly told him they did not believe the officers acted recklessly and cannot and will not testify to the elements of the indictment beyond a reasonable doubt. Records recently obtained by the news show the Dallas Police Department's internal affairs investigation related to Tempa's death was completed months before the officers were indicted. 
Dillard, Mansell, and Vasquez were disciplined for conduct discrediting the department, but those allegations were dropped when the criminal charges were dismissed. Vasquez and another officer present at Timpa's death also received written reprimands for discourtesy and unprofessionalism. According to internal affairs records, Mantell and Vasquez were placed on administrative leave in December 2017. Dillard was also placed on leave in March 2018, internal affairs records show. The officers returned to active duty in April after Cruzat dropped the criminal case against them. In the video, Dillard pins Timpa to the ground with his knee in his back for more than 13 minutes, keeping someone face down and bound at the arms and legs is known as the prone position, a method of restraint that is controversial in policing. Several studies have shown it may increase the risk of asphyxiation and sudden death. I'm going to stop there because this is this is getting a little too long to read. But in a nutshell, Tony Tempa, a white male, 32 years of age, in 2016 died at the hands of police. Well, yeah, you know so. Why was why didn't this go national? Why didn't this get the national attention that George Floyd's did, that Trayvon Martin's did, that uh, Eric Garner's did? What the hell is wrong with, 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 with the media? Do they not understand that regardless of race, if a person dies at the hands of the police in a brutal fashion... It's considered murder. I can tell you why. Very simple. The motherfucker was white. Okay? That's all I need to know. Right there. Okay? If that would have been a black man there, or a Mexican, or whatever, my God, Dallas would burn. Okay? I know these bastards. I've lived around this area my entire life. Okay? I know exactly where Mockingbird is. I know exactly where Parkland is. Okay? I know that Dallas PD has been corrupt for years. Okay, this is nothing new. <laughs> this is nothing new. When you have, I don't know if she's still there, I think she's retired or quit, the Dallas County Sheriff, the Sheriff, was a Mexican and a carpet muncher. Okay, admittedly. Right? I'm sure they were really proud of their shit. Really was. Okay. So, you know, uh, just like those fucking people that are just bowing down and crying and apologizing for being quiet. Nothing boils my blood worser than seeing these goddamn race traitors, these white people, bowing down like that and apologizing for being quiet. There's your fucking problem right there. Like I said, if that would have been a black man, oh my God, we'd have fucking rights for a goddamn month in Dallas. No shit. Okay? But since he's white, oh well, no big deal, right? 
Mike, any thoughts? I got, I got to agree. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. The racial deal. And we talked about, you know, conservatives being racist, sectors being homophobic, all that crap. But who's not reporting about police death? I mean, yeah, we get, get what was it, NBC? and the Dallas Morning News reporting it. But that's local. You know, you would expect that. But this is a police death. This is a death by a police officer. You know, generally, like you say, generally speaking, that type of stuff leads on CNN. leads on MSNBC. It, well, obviously, it made the New York Times, right? So at least one of those things may uh, got it, got it, got the story, you know, did the story. I mean, if, if, you know, what what do they use all the time? You say about you, all, uh, New York Times, all the news that spit the print or something to that effect. Well, at least they got it and got it, I guess, right or whatever. But NBC, CBS, you know. ABC, CNN, you know, whatever. You can make the argument that these places are racist. They, they, oh, we're, we're, we're talk about George uh, Zimmerman shooting Trayvon Morton and killing him. We'll, we'll talk about, uh, blanking on that cop's name down there in, uh, with Michael Brown, you know, killing him or doing something to him. Or we'll talk about uh, Eric Warner, you know, that type of thing. And we'll talk about this guy. Because why? What's the overriding thing with these guys? They're all freaking black. That's it. In a nutshell. Had to say, but that's it. Well, look, it doesn't matter to me one bit whether the person is black, white, Hispanic, Asian, or pink with purple, godforsaken polka dots. But when it comes to uh, a very lopsided reporting base by the media, I've got a problem with that, big time. I've got a problem with with the mainstream media disproportionately reporting the death of the death of of one person and saying and and making a big deal out of, and making and 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 carrying that story for days and days and days at a time, and then. Another person dies at the hands of police, and it's like he barely gets a mention. I'm sorry, there is something very seriously wrong with our with, with the media today. If that's the kind of shit that that the media is going to do, 
yeah, no wonder groups like Black Lives Matter exist because the media fuels the fuels the, the flames. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. All lives matter. So somebody better better wake up and, and smell the coffee in these major media outlets. There is something seriously wrong with this picture when they fail to report stories equally. This is why we ended up with the protests that, 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 that took place. Because the media went ballistic with it. They decided for themselves, oh, George Floyd, black man killed by police, got to run with it. And keep running with it. Tony Tempa, 2016, Okay, he di- he died in police custody. Oh well. Sorry. I don't I don't accept that kind of that kind of uh journalism. That's not even journalism. When you when you when you don't even bother or even attempt to try and report it fairly. And when did that happen? In 2016, on Obama's watch. And did you hear anything from the White House when Obama was holding it hostage? Nope. got to be, if, there's, if, if they're going to say they're fair and balanced in their reporting, regardless of what the news organization is, then they have to report stories like this equally and evenly. Give, give stories like Tony Tempest the same kind of coverage you would give to the George Floyds of the world, to the Trayvon Martins of the world. It's unfair. It's unfair and unbalanced. And that's why I I did the op-ed I did, and that's why I stand by what I said in the op-ed. It's wrong, and it will always be wrong when the media fails to report it properly. Okay. Spend enough time on this topic, I think. Gunslinger brought something up, and this is for all of us who are, who are gun owners. Now, I'm going to have to go back to the FFNO News and Topic Room for this. Let's see here. Let's see if I can find it now. There it is. And this comes from the Daily Mail... .co.uk 
Hold on, I gotta. My ad blockers not work now on for this site, and I gotta fix that. There we go. That's all, folks. New Looney Tunes. Uh, I have to turn off the ad blocker. They won't let me do it otherwise. <laughs> Son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, that's all, folks. New Looney Tunes will strip Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam of their rifles and pistols in response to new in response to U.S. gun violence. But they will still get to they will still get knives and TNT to hunt Bugs Bunny. Wait till you get a load of this shit. I. I sat here and I was like, are you fucking kidding? They're not kidding, folks. Let's see if I can put this in reader mode so I can actually read it better. There we go. The new Looney Tunes cartoon will strip Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam of their rifles in response to... I just read that. Uh, No. In response to U.S. gun violence... The show's makers have confirmed. Executive producer of the new series, Peter Braungart, told the New York Times, we're not doing guns, but we can do cartoony violence, TNT, the Acme stuff. All of that was kind of grandfathered in. That means frustrated Hunter Fudd will still get a Sith to Hunt Bugs Bunny. The series airs on HBO Max and, and premiered last week. It features 200 new cartoons starring Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, and Tweety Bird. Bear with me, i got to scroll through a whole lot of big block images. The new Looney Tunes cartoon will strip Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam of their rifles, and I'll repeat it again. Yosemite Sam, who traditionally carried pistols, is also an enemy of Bugs Bunny. Each episode will last between one and six minutes. Elmer Fudd had traditionally chased Bugs Bunny with his catchphrase, Shh, be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. Yosemite Sam, who traditionally carried pistols. Uh, why is there always a repeat in these lines? Braungart added, I always thought, what if Warner Brothers had never stopped making Looney Tunes cartoons? As much as we possibly could, we treated the production in that way. Artist Johnny Ryan added, we're going through this wave of anti-bullying. Everybody needs to be friends. Everybody needs to get along. Looney Tunes is pretty much the antithesis of that. It's two characters in conflict, sometimes getting pretty violent. The news sparked a mixed reaction online, with some Twitter user suggesting that the move was a snowflake reaction. One Twitter user commented, Elmer Fudd without his gun? It's like Yosemite Sam without his mustache. 
But others praised the decision, writing, I love cartoons, always have, and I'm a big believer that classic cartoons can teach us a lot about the world views of the era they were made, even if they aren't socially acceptable in a modern era, especially so. So kudos, Warner Brothers, for taking this stance on gun violence. One Twitter user joked, I can't believe this needs to be said, but Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd were never responsible gun owners anyway. Peter Braungart said the new series can do cartoony violence like TNT. That means frustrated Hunter Fudd, again with the repeat lines. The news sparked mixed reaction online. Looney Tunes originally launched in 1930 and ended 39 years later. Other franchises have also had to, had to make adjustments for modern audiences. In November last year, Disney issued warnings across many of its older films. Several titles on Disney Plus include the warning that it may contain outdated cultural depictions or that it may contain footage of characters smoking. Oh, my God. These anti-gun shitheads are really fucking with the classics. I'm sorry, but Elmer Fudd without his rifle? Carrying a sit? You know, the the, the sickle, the the thing that that, uh, the Grim Reaper walks around with? Yosemite Sam? Without his pistols? You know, I'm not the only one here who grew up watching Looney Tunes. But for the love of God, man, come on, really? Putting the anti-gun message in cartoons? And this one Twitter user saying... I can't believe this needs to be said, but Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd were never responsible gun owners anyway. It was a fucking cartoon, you fuckhead. Gunslinger, you brought this to the attention uh, to, to to our attention uh, through the FFNO News and Topic Room on Facebook, brother. I gotta ask you, what the fuck are they doing? Gun. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm almost at a loss for words when I read that last night. Um, <laughs> they that only proves that these anti-gunners are not going to stop to try to, just like Mike has said many times, to rewrite history. Okay. Removing the Confederate flags and the Confederate statues and all this shit. Now they're going after cartoon characters. <laughs> How low can you go? Okay. I grew up watching, you know, Yosemite Sam and, and Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner and all that shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody ever got hurt on that. Nobody did 
Bugs Bunny ever get shot? No, but no. It was just funny. I mean, it was it was just funny, right? Did uh, anybody anybody get shot by Yosemite Sam? No, not that I can remember. All right, it was just harmless childhood cartoons. That was it. Didn't have no meaning. It didn't have, you know, no, you know, anti-gun rhetoric in it or anything of that that deal. Okay, but to go in there and I'm I'm surprised they haven't um, dressed Bugs Bunny up in a pink pink suit and you know with pink little ears saying, "Oh, look, a progressive." I mean. This is how far these people are going. They have gone completely off off the deep end. What's next? I mean, geez. I, oh, I bet you Yosemite Sam was transgender. Oh, oh, better shut the fuck up. They're not here. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, this is the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. What did what was the new Batman movie that or something that that they supposed to be queers or something or one of them or I don't know. It's the same thing there. Batman. You know, back in the day, back in the you know, hell I used to watch that all the time. Okay. Oh and they're trying to twist history. They're trying to make it look like well if we get all if we get all if we get every gun out, even symbolism, even a the, the picture of a gun then I guess nobody will get shot, huh? But yet they're going to let them have knives and whatever that sickle thing, okay? Uh, hey, dumb fucks, I can kill you just as dead with a knife. I don't need a gun. What's the difference? You're dead one way or the other. I can chop and chop you to pieces, or I can just simply blow a fucking hole in you, okay? Either way, you're going to bleed, Okay? You know, unless I miss, and I don't very really miss very often. Okay, uh, it's just I'm I'm just that that just that just really just that just really I don't know. I'm just sitting there. I was sitting there at my desk. Going, you got to be kidding me. I I don't know. Go ahead. <clears throat> well. Cherokee Rose, watching on uh, on the Periscope uh, channel, and Cherokee Rose, nice to see you uh, see you there watching and, and and also sharing your comments. She shared comments regarding the uh, the 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 uh, Tim, the Tony Tempa and George Floyd comparative, and. Her, just just want to go that to that for one quick second. Um, one of the comments she made, I'm not going to go to be able to go to all of them because it's hard to remember where exactly she was going with with each of them. But one comment was, "Wow, almost the same exact circumstances," you know, in regards to uh, what happened to Tony Tempa and George Floyd, and they are identical circumstances. One cop had had his knee on on Timba's chest, uh, back, just right there at the, at the lungs. George Floyd, knee on the neck, cutting off blood flow to the brain at the carotid artery. Both instances, brutal, 
gun for several minutes, causing the person to lose their life. Yeah, they, they are similar circumstances. And one of the comments that uh, Cherry Rose made in the, in the Periscope chat room is it didn't catch it didn't get attention because he wasn't black. Sadly, that's that that's exactly the way that's the way that's mm-hmm, exactly. Now I'm going to tell you right now. It doesn't matter to me whether the person's black or white. If they were killed at the hands of pol- at the hands of police while they were in custody and not resisting arrest. And those cops committed murder, plain and simple. Now, as far as what we're talking about here with Yosemite Sam, crazy political correctness. They're messing up a classic. So sick of PCBS. And... She's, and I agree with her. It's political correctness run amok again. Well, look at where they're airing it too. Several, only a few minutes each cartoon on HBO Max. So unless you're a subscriber to HBO Max, you're not going to see them. Personally. I don't subscribe to. I don't even have television now. I, I opted to not get TV anymore because I can half the stuff I can watch uh, that I want to see. I can watch on the internet. But what, if I had HBO Max, would I want to see that Looney Tunes version? Nope. In fact, I'd cancel my subscription faster than faster than fucking lightning. Especially knowing what they what they did with with, the, with these classic characters of Yo, of Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd. Right. I mean, what would Elmer right. what would Elmer Fudd's reaction be to something like this? I'm very 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 upset. I lost my rifle. <laughs> and and of course. Yosemite Sam, not to be outdone. Oh, I hate them varmints. They took away my guns. I hate Warner Brothers. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not a big fan of, of what they did at all. Being a gun owner, I know from I know for me, that's like telling America in the words of Diane Feinstein she forced Mr. and Mrs. America to turn them all in. Well, you're getting your wish, bitch, with the uh Looney Tunes on HBO Max. So no surprise there. Right. Yeah. You know, 
here's something else to think about. They also had a character on Looney Tunes called Black, Black Jack Chirac. All right? And he was a Frenchie, but he, he didn't carry a gun, but he carried a knife, you know? And, and what are they going to do now? Take that away from that guy? I mean, gosh. I grew up on, like you said, I grew up, even in the 80s, they were replaying Looney Tunes. They, they renamed it, uh, uh, oh, top, not Tom, but, uh, well, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show, whatever it was at the time that they renamed it that, you know, and it's like okay, and all you saw was, well, him carrying the gun and Bugs Bunny making him look stupid, you know. There, there was a couple times when you saw the in one of the cartoons where he stuck his carrot in the barrel and the gun backfired. Now, granted. I don't think that's going to work, but it was funny, and it worked for the cartoon, all right? It was a cartoon thing, and like you said about, what's his like you said about your Stephanie Sam, all he did with his gun to just shot his gun, you know, toward the floor and lifted him off the floor. That's all he did. That's all he did, all right? And they want to take his guns away from that. I mean, again, they they, they change these, these classic things, all right? They change them to such an extent that you don't recognize them, you know? I'll give you another example. I grew up in, another thing I grew up in the 80s with was Man and Shira. And... They recently did a, a, a reboot of the Shiva cartoons, taking He-Man out of it and just changing it all the way. And, and they, they do this all the time. It's crap. That cartoon is crap because it's, it's not what the people who they are aiming for remember. You know? So, I mean... When you do this type of stuff and you change it to this great extent, it is a big change and it hurts the property. You know, it hurts. Thank you, George. Look, like I said before. I grew up watching the Looney Tunes cartoons, okay? And knowing the way these um, uh, anti-gun zealots think, in their minds, watching the classic Looney Tunes cartoons could have been the catalyst for many people to want to own guns. Guns are bad. Guns are evil. So we have to, with new Looney Tunes cartoons, take them away from 
Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd. I was watching on uh, Vaughn.Live earlier today. Classic Looney Tune cartoon with Bugs Bunny. Where he confronts, he gets confronted by two hillbillies with long barrel rifles. Gee, I wonder if those hillbillies could do just as well with a stick of TNT or a knife. It wouldn't be a classic look of a hill of a of a of hill folk that have that that, that hunt with a rifle. Mm-mm. We can't have that. No, we are not. No, we cannot have that. No, sir. Mm-mm. No, those hillbillies they can they can use a knife or a stick of dynamite, but not a rifle, but not a gun. Guns are out. No. Can't have it. Come on, come on. Between you, me, and the four winds, this is just plain nuts. <laughs> right. In fact, George, think about it this way. There's one particular cartoon where it was Yosemite Sam and Bugs Bunny and Ending of the cartoon is, you know, they're fighting over a hole in the ground and a cabin that was built over the hole, you know, plus money hole in the ground. And and the ending of the cartoon is well, uh, Yosemite Sam is packing dynamite and explosives underneath the cabin into the hole to blow the hole up. And he ends up blowing the cabin into the sky. And he says, well, I now have a cabin in the sky. You know, that type of thing. But that's what he did. That's that's the type of stuff that's in those cartoons. You know? Yeah, yeah, you get rid of the gun, but that still doesn't mean that they can't have him use explosives. Or they can't have him, you know, uh, use a bow and arrow or whatever. I mean, what's next? Oh, you can't. Okay, we're going to change it so that now he's he's hunting uh, uh, Bugs Bunny with a bow and arrow. All right? After 25, 35 years, whatever, of him doing that, we're going to do it again. And we're going to say, well, he can't use a bow and arrow now. What's next? I don't know. I mean, just the thought of Elmer Fudd without his rifle, just the thought of Yosemite Sam without his pistols, depresses me. It really depresses me. I I need my safe space. I'm, I'm feeling very, very put upon. They're taking away Yosemite Sam's pistols and Malmer Fudd's rifle. I, I need a say I need my safe space. If I if I make if I make a, a quick comment, I don't think uh, the Elmer Fudd ever carried a rifle. I think it was always a shotgun. And you can see the they they showed the end of the barrel and the big old round like a, like a 
double barrel shotguns. And I was assuming it's always been a shotgun. Well, well, a shotgun's still a rifle, isn't it? What? You broke up for a minute. What'd you say? I said a shotgun is still technically a rifle. No. Not a no, pistol. Not necessarily. No. It's, well, it's, you know what I mean. It, it, he's not carrying a pistol. He's carrying a yeah, gun. Right. A big yeah. gun. Yeah, but there are, but there, are, there is gun. difference. Yeah, there is difference between a shotgun and a rifle. A rifle oh, shoots know, a gunslinger. I'm, like I'm a being silly here. Okay, bear with me. Trust me, the people out there may not know it. They probably wondered, well, what's a rifle compared to a shotgun? Ooh, you know. Look, now I'm going to close this up with this. If there is ever a time when people who grew up with classic Looney Tunes characters who feel that political correctness has gone completely insane and overboard, they they need to speak up now. Tell HBO, tell Warner Brothers, tell them both. Fuck you. Stop fucking with the classics. If you're gonna make Looney Tunes characters without the without the rifles, without without the shotguns, without the the pistols, then they're not the classic characters we grew up with. And sure as shit, we won't be watching. It's time for people to stand up. And if, if, if they're willing to, to lay down and, 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 and do nothing, then the anti-gunners just won a, a, just got a small victory with, the, with, with a classic cartoon like Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd and all them guys. Right. I ain't giving victory to nobody in the anti-gun crowd. Not today, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year. Fuck no. It just ain't gonna fucking happen. All right. Well, let's see here. Uh, oh, I have a I have a, an audio clip that I want to play for you guys. It's actually a story that I I, I recorded. But it's in regards to uh, police officers, to 57 Buffalo officers resigning. From the emergency, from the emergency response teams after two were suspended for excessive force against a 75-year-old man. Take a listen to this story, and then tell me what you are saying. 
The entire Buffalo Police Department emergency response team has resigned after the department suspended two officers without pay when a video surfaced showing them pushing over a 75-year-old protester. John Evans, president of the Buffalo Police Benevolent Association, announced the 57-member team resignation at a press conference on Friday. 57 resigned in disgust because of the treatment of two of their members who were simply executing orders, Evans told a local NBC affiliate in a graphic video shot by a WBFO journalist. An elderly man is seen slowly approaching a group of police officers until one of them tells him to move and then pushes him to the ground. A person can be heard yelling, he's bleeding out of his ear and calling for medics. The man is seen lying on his back with blood trickling from his head. The Buffalo Police Department initially said the man tripped and fell. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown said in a statement that he was deeply disturbed by the video. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said in a tweet that police officers must enforce, not abuse the law, adding that he and Brown agreed that the officers involved should be immediately suspended pending formal investigation. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn said in a statement Friday that he is investigating the incident. The resignation of the emergency response team would send a bad signal, said Erie County Executive Mark Pollencars. If they resign, I'm exceptionally disappointed by it because it indicates to me that they did not see anything wrong with the actions last night, Pollencars said at a press conference Friday. The incident is one of several instances where police officers appear to be using excessive force against demonstrators protesting the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man who was killed during a Minneapolis police arrest last week. In Los Angeles, a video surfaced of police officers hitting protesters with batons and shooting rubber bullets. In New York, a video was shared of police SUVs driving through a crowd of protesters, and another showed an officer pushing a woman to the ground. So, gentlemen, your thoughts? <clears throat> I've seen the video, okay? And them fuckers ought to be brought up on charges. The guy didn't do nothing. Didn't do a fucking thing. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the hell's wrong with these people. This, it seems like they're just trying to incite things. You know, pushing around old men like that or, you know, not doing nothing. Uh, I, you know, that's just plain simple wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. And they should be, they should be disciplined and fired for doing that. Okay, yeah, if that was some young punk or something that was getting smart-ass or whatever, well, that's a different story. But i seen the video. I mean, go look at it. Fucking sick me. Good. 
<clears throat> now I saw the I saw that video. I did. I saw the video in question. There was no excuse for that. None whatsoever. A 75-year-old man being shoved to the ground like that? Those officers belong behind bars. Seriously, they belong in jail. He didn't do anything to, to warrant the abuse that he received. Even if he had done something, like yelled in their face, that still wouldn't have been just cause for attacking and brutally shoving a 75-year-old man like that. Mike, how about you? Hey, you know, it's like those guys, again, much like the guy, much like the cops in uh, Minnesota and Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, should be... Had looks thrown against them. And if those guys that are quitting in that part of sort of some of these guys are quitting, right? And quitting the force in support of the cops or something to that effect. And if they're doing that in support of those guys that did that guy that did that, then then much like the ones in the ones that were just standing around watching the guy was be on on his rotted artery, those other cops that are resigning should be brought up on accessories, being accessory. Because by resigning, they're showing support for a guy that absolutely murdered a guy. Absolutely. All right? And when you're doing that, that's being an accessory after the fact, you know, not not the guy, not like the guys in Minnesota who were there on the scene. They're Minneapolis, nonetheless. But guys who are quitting because, I mean, that's part of the story, right, George? These guys that are quitting the police department. They, res- they resigned. They resigned yeah. from the emergency response team. Right. So got that happening and and because of this guy this guy that killed this guy, right? Well, essentially that's what happened. He killed this guy, right? By punching him in the lungs or sitting on his lungs or whatever it was that he did that killed him, right? So again, he's a murderer and these other guys that quit are accessories. After the fact. All right. So back to you, George. Wait, wait, the, the wait, 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 back up a second, Mike. The fifty-seven, the fifty-seven guys that resigned from the ERT weren't there when it happened. They weren't right there at the scene. Oh, okay. Then they're resigning. Why they resign? 
they resigned in protest for the way the officers are being treated. Now, personally, I don't. I, it's no big loss to me, but still, you know that that sends a bad that sends a really bad message. You're willing but to you're willing to, uh, to support and defend an off, these two officers for their actions against a 75 year old man by resigning. No, let him go. Fine. That's 57 officers that don't need to draw a paycheck. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but... Give me the days when police officers actually gave a shit about their job and actually did their job right. Give me the days where, and, and there are good officers out there. I'm not trying to take away from the from the good officers that do their job on a daily basis, that know what they're doing and know not to use excessive force and all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've got an officer that's willing to do his job the way he was trained to do his job and not commit to excessive brutality, you know, that to me speaks volumes for that kind of officer. That officer who is willing to stop a fellow officer from doing what, what they what they're doing, that's the kind of officer you want on the force. Not the one that commits brutality, that uses excessive force. Those are the kind of cops you want off the force and locked away somewhere. Right. Now, I, I, I grabbed this story um, and I never got a chance to utilize to use it last week. But Apparently, Democrats are calling for a special prosecutor to probe into President Trump's handling of rioters outside of the White House. What? You heard me. Democrats call for special prosecutor probe into President Trump's handling of rioters outside White House. House Democrats are hoping to appoint another special prosecutor to investigate President Trump over the latest riots in Washington. Around 80 Democrats co-signed a letter to the Justice Department on last Thursday, which requested a probe into the president's handling of rioters and looters outside of the White House. Congressman David Sisline and Bill Pascrell, Jr., 
claimed the police used tear gas to break up what they called peaceful protests. Officials have confirmed no tear gas was used against nonviolent protesters. According to Attorney General William Barr, far-left groups were inciting the violence, which triggered a police response. There were projectiles being thrown, and the group was becoming increasingly unruly. They were asked three times if they would move back one block. They refused, he said. Democrats have called for Barr to resign as they continue to try and blame President Trump and his administration for the latest tensions. This is what this is what was this is what the Democrats were, were saying last week when the White House was was being pelted by violent protesters. Now I don't know about you guys but these Democrats, all they have on their mind is, is finding any excuse to try and stick it to the president. And here we go again. Now they want another special prosecutor. More, tax, more taxpayer money being wasted on an investigation that is pointless. What do you say? Well, you know what? They actually send the paperwork for the request for the prosecutor. You know what is? You know what that paperwork is going to end up in a shredder, and it's not going to happen. You know. Now. If it does, then they'll go after bar for us and they'll, oh, we wanted a special prosecutor. Man, 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 you know. But that's exactly where bars going to put this. And they got to go after him trying to say, well, you know, he needs to recuse himself because he didn't give us a special prosecutor on this matter. So go out, here's a now, go out and go cry. Because you ain't going to get it. Thank you, George. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I've got a roll of paper towels here. If they need a tissue for their issue, I'll be happy to give them this roll of paper towels for it. Oh my God! Wah wah! President Trump <laughs> didn't handle it white, so we gotta have a, a special prosecutor. Wah! Be bad, we be bad, we quiet. That's what you have to say, brother. John? Yo. Well, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me a bit. I mean, uh, <laughs> what else are they going to do? Oh, we're going to investigate Trump again. How else was he going to do him? 
give them Kool-Aid so they'd stop riding and tearing things and burning that church, you know, set that church on fire? What the hell would you expect you to do? Uh, you know, like I said, these people are, are hell-bent on trying to do everything they can to get Trump out of the office. So he loses the election, you know, this November. But that's not going to happen. And again, it's backfiring in their face. Trump is getting more support now. Uh, wow. Talk about a snowball towards hell. There you got it right there. <laughs> well, this is kind of old. It's already probably happened. But get a load of this. Last week, Obama and his wingman, Eric Holder, addressed the nation. Barack Obama, this is past tense, unfortunately. I didn't even know this was going on. Addressed the nation last Wednesday night in an online town hall. The result will probably be as it was when he was in the Oval Office holding it hostage. It says here when he was president, but he wasn't a president. Not in my opinion. Stir up more hatred toward cops. Obama wrote a recent essay on Medium, and instead of attempting to quell the civil unrest by Antifa and their Black Lives Matter leftist allies, actually encouraged it. Obama called on a new generation of activists to shape strategies that best fit the times. But I believe there are some basic lessons to draw from past efforts that are worth remembering. The man who shot from the hip and condemned Boston police for acting stupidly when they responded to a reported break-in at a black Harvard professor's home and thought he might be the suspect, no doubt will continue his legacy of stirring up racial animosity. Now, Obama said, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon, when Trayvon Martin tried to kill the neighborhood watch guy, George Zimmerman, because he thought he was gay, according to testimony will no doubt place the blame for the riots squarely on rhetoric coming from the Trump White House. That rhetoric includes sympathy for George Floyd and condemnation of riots carried out in his name. In his piece, Obama gave kudos to the protesters who to the protesters, the overwhelming majority of whom have been peaceful courageous, responsible, and inspiring. He condemned the violence because he reckoned it was occurring in mostly black neighborhoods. I saw an elderly black woman being interviewed today in tears because the only grocery store in her neighborhood had been trashed. If history is any guide, that store may take years to come back. So let's not excuse violence or rationalize it or, pay, or participate in it. 
If we want our criminal justice system and American society at large to operate on a higher ethical code, then we have to model that code ourselves. This from uh, the alleged former president. And hopefully, and he he hopefully gave moral cover to the rioters by giving them their talking points. The point of protest is to raise public awareness, to put a spotlight on injustice, and to make the powers that be uncomfortable. In fact, throughout American history, it's often only been in response to protests and civil disobedience that the political system has even paid attention to marginalized communities. Okay... What happened to George Floyd was murder. That injustice, thankfully, does not happen frequently. Furthermore, it happens more to whites than blacks. Obama avers in his piece that nothing has been done to change police practices to stop injustice. That's that's codswallop. The police department trainings have been entirely revamped to be more racially sensitive and less likely to defend to default to deadly force. It's why you see Antifa given a pass by so many police departments and DA and DA's offices. Obama's planned event is another in the long line of addresses given by former presidents to the nation. You'll never, you'll, you'll remember those given by former President Bush, 41 and 43, and President Reagan to give their keen insights into and solutions to the nation's top problems. You don't remember? That's because the Bushes and President Reagan actually did not step on the presidency of their successors. Obama will have his wingman, former Attorney General Eric Holder, at his side. Uh, he, he had him at his side when he did a national Zoom call last Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time through the My Brother's Keeper Alliance, which is part of the Obama Foundation. It will also be at Obama.org. What well, was? The move is also an attempt to shore up the candidacy of Joe Biden, the likely nominee for the Democratic nomination and Obama's alleged vice president. Let's hope Obama's town hall quote-unquote address has the added advantage of helping restore calm that has largely fallen over the land due to President Trump's response. But if past is prelude, sadly, it won't. So Obama did this uh, Zoom town hall. God only knows what was said in it. But you know what? I don't want to hear from Eric Withholder or Obama Banger. 
They're irrelevant. They are irrelevant. They have nothing good to contribute or offer. If anything, they in, they, their words will encourage future violent protests. Well, future violence. They just don't. They just don't know it, or they do know it, and they just don't care. What do you think, fellas? Oh yeah, you know. I mean, think about it. You, you look at you look at uh, our president. That just you know, most presidents just go away after after their thing. Clinton didn't just go away. Yeah, he had his problems, but he's still around. You know, Obama's not just going to go away. Bush went away. Uh, w. H. W. Bush went away. Um, you know, Reagan went away. Reagan Reagan's health necessitated to go away, but that's neither here nor there. He went away. So, and of course, Obama's going to do this. Of course, he has to. He feels like he has to prop him, prop his uh, the alleged vice president up. Because he does. Okay? We all know that he does. You know? Because without without that, well, we know what's going to happen without it anyway. You know, the, the, the propping, trying to prop him up, help, you know, help uh, Biden win the election? Probably not, but... He has to do it because we know what Biden has done, know what he's capable of doing. There's a reason why they stick him in in the basement for long periods of time without seeing him on TV or whatever, or without a microphone in front of his face, because the wild card, you don't know what he's going to say or how he's going to say what's in his mind. Put the words together for what's in his mind to get out there to see what he has to say. So, yes, Obama had to get out there and prop this guy up because they see him as their best way, well, quote, best, end quote, way to get rid of Trump because they're not going to get it done with whatever. They're not going to get their special counsel. And they probably know that. A new special counsel, they probably know that. And they know that if they start, I guess I must give them too much credit here, George, but they, but they know that if they start proceeding to impeach them on, what, on whatever trucked up charge they would start them on, they have to, one, get it done fast. They have to, two, send it over before the election because they know that once the house flips, those things are going to disappear. Whatever, whatever, you know, whatever impeachment articles they have, they would come up with, are going to disappear. So they have to get it done fast or else and get it over to the Senate. Not to say that the Senate 
if they have trial another trial on other more fucked up charges that that it would wouldn't end up the same way that the last one did. But you get what I'm saying, right, George? Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying, brother. I do. Well, guys, you know how um, Colin Kaepernick, or as I refer to him as, Colin Kaepernick, took one knee in protest? Well, guess what? A law enforcement officer in Georgia is going viral after he said he has much respect for Black Lives Matter protesters after the death of George Floyd, but he only knees he only kneels for one person. Georgia State Trooper O'Neill Sadler was allegedly asked to kneel during a demonstration in Hartwell while a bystander was recording. If I didn't have any respect, I wouldn't be here, Sadler explained. I was supposed to be out of town this weekend with my wife. I took off today, this weekend, but I'm out here to make sure y'all are safe. He said, don't go there with respect, okay? I have much respect, but I only kneel for one person. Someone in the crowd replied, and that's God, which the trooper confirmed God. Sadler was audibly thanked for his response, which went viral online. God bless him, Ryan Fournier, founder and co-chairman of Students for Trump, wrote in a tweet. Others praised him in the original post as one of the best in the business. The state troopers' comments come as many police officers have been urged to take a knee in solidarity with protesters as some are pushing to defund the police. Sadler, I gotta say, made a made an interesting stance and a good one. I, I must admit, the only person I will kneel for is God. That's what he said. Guess what? He's the only one I'll kneel for. God's the only one I'll put I'll put my knees to the floor for. Mm-hmm. Protesting the loss of life peacefully, respectfully, responsibly, that's one thing. But what happened last week? What happened last week? And over the course of, of, of several days, Rioting, looting, destruction of private property. 
setting fire and burning down a police station in Minneapolis. That's not protesting. That's outright criminal. So if someone were to come to me, if I, and we had a, protest, a peaceful protest here in my area uh, over this weekend, if I were there and asked, would I take a knee in support of solutions to fight police brutality and excessive abuse, I'd have to say to them respectfully, no, I can't. Because the only person I will, I will kneel for is God. That Georgia State Trooper and I share a, a, common, a common belief. But the only person that deserves my, my knee down for is the Almighty himself. No disrespect meant to the, to, to the Floyd family or to those who have lost a loved one to excessive police brutality, but let's face the reality. One, at my age, getting down on my knees is easy, but getting up from my knees is a little bit more uh, involved. And the only person I will, I will kneel down for is God himself. That's all there is to it. So that Georgia State Trooper earned my respect when he said that. What do you think, guys? Yeah, he's got my, he's got my respect, too. And, I mean, look, there is a reason why that video went viral. Uh, I've got to say on you. How about you, Gun? 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 Wow. He's there, but he's not there. Wow. He's the line still open. Candace Owens is a conservative, and when I saw this story, I, my eyeballs practically popped out of their sockets. 
Okay? Now check this out. GoFundMe suspended a fundraiser by Candace Owens on Saturday created to help an Alabama bar following controversial comments he made by by controversial comments made by its owner George about George Floyd and protesters according to multiple reports Owens a conservative political activist expressed her support and helped raise more than $200,000 for Birmingham's Parkside Cafe. Its co-owner, Michael Dykes, had previously said Floyd was a thug and that protesters were idiots in a text message that was posted online. AL.com reported. Owens, in a Facebook status, stated that she was helping the already struggling business after Dyke's comments led to a boycott. After raising $205,000 in a few hours, at GoFundMe decided to halt my campaign for the Parkside Cafe in Alabama. At their discretion, they deemed that funds raised for a conservative business constitutes intolerance. They will, however, give the funds raised thus far to the cafe, Owens wrote on Twitter. GoFundMe removed the campaign citing a violation of their terms of service based on a screenshot Owens posted online. It specifically referenced her content the company deemed to be in support of hate, violence, harassment, bullying, discrimination, terrorism, or intolerance of any kind. It was also removed due to falsehoods against the black community at a time of profound national crisis, according to Birmingham's WAIT, WIAT, rather, sorry. Dyke's text which was sent to other employees at the bar, caused three staffers to quit, and the employee who posted it to Facebook has since resigned, AL.com reported. Parkside Cafe previously apologized for the comments made by the owner in a Facebook post. It in no way reflects the opinions or beliefs of the staff or other owners, the bar wrote according to the station. The campaign added that its team would work with the cafe to facilitate the transfer of funds on their behalf, Owen said. And last time I checked, we had a constitution that said in the First Amendment, freedom of speech. Now, while I don't agree with the term thug, in regards to George Floyd, because I don't know the circumstances of his arrest, which, which, quite frankly, is moot, given what was done to him. Moot by a police officer. So, Candace Owens 
was trying to was trying to do something nice for this Alabama bar, Parkside Cafe, only to get her hand slapped by GoFundMe because their terms of service, based on a screenshot Owens posted online, it specifically referenced user content the company deemed to be in support of hate, violence, harassment, bullying, discrimination, terrorism, or intolerance of any kind. How is trying to help a business stay afloat in support of hate, violence, harassment, bullying, discrimination, terrorism, or intolerance of any kind? She wasn't showing support for what that what this what that one own, what one owner of the of the cafe said. She was trying to help the cafe because the cafe was struggling financially. Honestly, I think people are. I, I think some of these uh, companies like GoFundMe and the social media platforms have lost their damn mind. The terms of service, in some cases, violate the very tenets of the First Amendment, which states freedom of speech. Now, while I have a policy on this broadcast of no, no, no threats, hate speech, or uh, personal attacks, there's a reason for that. Because I don't want people that call into this show or participate in this broadcast in any way having their their lives threatened okay having their families threatened or any form of hate speech being spewed because that can get me shut down that's why I put those rules out there it's not just to protect my show, but to protect the people that come to it. Okay? Personal attacks have no place at all. Period. That's why I put those rules out there. And they're just rules. They're not terms of service. It's asking people you know, to show respect to the people that call into the show as well as the host of the show. That's all it's for. I've had people say, you got too many rules. Well, then I guess you like being attacked personally, having hate speech spewed at you, and you like threats being made against you and, and, and anyone in your family. If you're looking for something like that, I'm sure there's a show out there for it. But this ain't it. Gunslinger's been coming to my show for 11 of the 12 years I've been broadcasting. And in all those years, I firmly believe that he would not be here, as, he would not be coming to this show as long as he has if people started threatening his life, threatening you know, his livelihood, if he, if he was working his livelihood or whatever the case was, if they spewed hate speech against him, or personal attacks. 
Because if I let stuff like that go on, one, I wouldn't be on the air very long, and two, Gunslinger would never come back. <clears throat> so when it comes to you know my listeners like Iggy Mom, Mike from Louisiana, Mike from here in New York, if he ever come, if he ever shows his face here again. I mean, seriously, the man's been MIA to this show for weeks. And I would like him to come back. It would be nice to have him here. But he just up and decided to disappear, and oh well. I sent an invitation to him by text message and on Facebook, inviting him to be here. And he's not shown up. But if he did show up here, he would get he would be protected the same way Mike in Louisiana, Iggy Mom, Gunslinger, or any caller would be protected. When yeah, when, those, when, when, we, when those bottom feeding basement dwelling dweebs were calling my show and, and doing all kinds of stupid, do you think I would let that go on for too long? Hell no. This is the same the place for stupid. And my listeners don't, and my viewers do not need to be subjected to stupid. That's why I have the rules I have to protect the people that come here. Oh, George, you take all the George, you take all the fun of it, man. I I need some moving targets, man. Bring it on. Bring it on. I, there's more fun to be had. Trust me. I, I'm not trying to take away all your fun. I just don't want you getting. The, I just don't want you feeling like you can't come here because people are are, are harassing you incessantly. You like know? I did. Bring it on, baby. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I raised my Firefox with online coffee cup to you, sir. I said, you ain't fucking with no fucking pussy boy. You fucking with the gunslinger. Why do you think I'm called the gunslinger? Oh, that little 357 on my side. That's why I'm called the gunslinger. <laughs> well, well you, gunslinger, you understand why I do, why, why I have the rules in place that I do, don't you? I mean... I want I want the people that come here to to feel that they can come here without feeling like they're they're not they're going to get constantly attacked every five seconds. You know. I want you to be able to to express your thoughts on the topics that are raised here, not have to sit there and defend yourself every five seconds. You know? I'm doing it because I care about the people that come here. Okay, and you've been my lo- you've been my longtime listener. You know, I wouldn't be much of a friend, much less a host, if I didn't try to look out for you. You know, what kind of person would that make me if I didn't? If I just ignored the obvious problems? Look at look at Speaking all the years how I've had to I've had to diff, I've I've had shit happen on this show. Speaking of another one, where the hell is Billy at? He just poof too. Gone. Yeah, he, he's another one that's MIA these days. Boyd, he take- comes in once in a blue moon, but he still shows yeah, up. Boyd, but but uh, Billy, 
just just parked out of my two uh, Facebook group IM thingies. Just boom left, and I even I haven't even seen any of his fucking uh, droid videos. Droid, you know the helicopter little things. I don't know. I don't, I don't know want... what's going on with old, old Billy, but uh, he's another one that just vanished without a trace. I feel like I should put a put a, a missing person poster up on on my on my on the screen for my video platforms because it's like, have you seen this person? <laughs> use a picture of uh, use his drone picture, not a, not an actual picture of him. I do have one, by the way. But I would put a, his drone picture up and go, have you seen the person that does this? He's been missing from Firefox News Online for some time now, and we are concerned. And I am concerned, too. He, called, he used to call me every once in a blue moon. And I don't even hear him. On, I don't even get a phone call from the guy. I don't know. It's like, what the yeah. hell? Is that is that we're talking about Billy, right? Yeah, he well, dropped out. Of people the, that haven't been he showed dropped out of gunslinger's room. That's what I said. He dropped out of gunslinger's room. Yeah. So he dropped out of he dropped out of your uh, two groups. No, yeah. no, no kind of. Uh, Hey, I'm I'm leaving the group, you know that sort of thing. He just up and went. See ya. Posted. See ya. Yep. Posted. Mm-hmm. Not nothing. Well, he did that. He did that in uh, in the FFNO's news and topic room too, uh, a couple of times. So, where he just left and didn't say why, he just left. show on a regular basis just stopped coming. Another one was Flycatch. Haven't seen him in a long time either. Yeah, there's another one that hasn't been around. I haven't seen or heard from Flycatch in ages. I wonder if he's all right. I mean, without any warning, Ed Scholl used to come to this show. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. They just stopped coming. Yeah. Julie, American woman. Hell, I'd like to see her come back. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, what are you going to do? Well, let's see. Here's something I haven't done in a while. It's been a long time. 
But folks, we're going to go take a look at the fake news headlines of MSNBC and CNN and see what they're talking about. Maybe even get a good laugh. You never know. So... Let's start with MSNBC, or as No Way calls it, MSLSD. <laughs> what does it mean to dismantle a police department? An expert on policing explains. That's their big headline. This U.S. city disbanded its police force and started over. Here's how that worked. That's under the category policing reform. Kentucky Senator... Kentucky Sen- Let me try that again. Kentucky Senate candidate Mitch McConnell couldn't care less if we die. Wow. That's... That's that's a breaking news headline for for MSLSD. And here comes fake news. Trump drops in polls as protests hit 14th day after Floyd's death. Bullshit! Bullshit! Trump losing ground with key voters in new NBC Wall Street Journal poll. Yeah, whatever. How many liberals did you did you guys talk to to get that response? And how many conservatives did you not talk to? Give me a break. All right, here's a few here's a few items from Lion Brian Williams. Maya Wiley explains what it means to defund the police. Yeah, whatever. Trump tries to politicize calls to defund the police. Oh, he's not politicizing it. The Democrats already did that shit. See another lie from from Brian Williams. Trump in an incredibly weak position five months before Election Day. Uh, No. That's your lion-ass opinion, Williams. Lawrence O'Donnell is another dumb fuckhead. He He puts out the following. Former GOP strategist, Biden is acting like a president is supposed to in a time of great crisis. Sorry, folks. That 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 one from O'Donnell made made me want to barf. Representative Joyce Betty Joyce Beatty. America has spoken on bold policing legislation. Sure.
global health expert. Oh, here we go. A global health expert, according to Lawrence O'Donnell. Protesters should get tested for coronavirus before and after protests. Um, why? And do you really think they're going to do that anyway? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Maybe they will. If you twist their arm hard enough. All right, so let's take a look at what the fake news network, formerly known as CNN, is talking about here. American police unions dig in. In wake of recent protests, powerful labor unions representing law enforcement officers across the U.S. are preparing for a -a once-in-a-generation showdown. Analysis. Defund the police versus... Fortress America. What the fuck does that mean? Judge approves restraining order against Minneapolis police. You didn't see that anywhere else. Minneapolis mayor responds after being booed out of a out of a rally. Aww. Did, did, did the Minneapolis mayor need a crying towel? Did, 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 does, does the Minneapolis mayor need a a safe space? D.C. mayor says the White House has a lot to answer for. Whatever. He showed up angry at a Black Lives Matter protest. She showed how to stare him down. Oh, give me a break. Here's, and this is the last one I'm going to get from this dumbass website. Satellite images of Wuhan may suggest coronavirus was spreading as early as August. Bullshit! Bullshit! Okay, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for stupid, I wouldn't have anything to laugh at. Let's see here. All right. Well, police unions are under fire from the left 
as calls for reform ring out in aftermath of, of Floyd's death. This is from Fox News. In the wake of George Floyd's death, police unions are coming under fire from the political left as impediments to the reform of a system many claim is racist. As politicians and organizations say the groups are more interested in protecting their members than the public. The tension is no more clear than in Minneapolis, ground zero for the recent unrest, where city council member Steve Fletcher, a leader in calls there to disband the city's police department, took police officers Federation of Minneapolis President Bob Kroll to task over a letter he sent to members of his union following Floyd's death. Bob Kroll's letter yesterday to the Minneapolis Police Federation membership showed us what rank-and-file officers voted for in their leadership, and it is yet another sign that the department is 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 irredeemably beyond reform, Fletcher said in a tweet. He continued in another tweet, I want to be clear. I am about as pro-union as a person can be. The police federation should not be thought of as a union. They do not affiliate with the the AFL-CIO. They don't walk picket lines in solidarity. How do I know? Because I do, and I've never seen them on a line, not once. But the criticism goes beyond Minneapolis. California Democratic State Senator Scott Weiner, Scott Weiner, Scott Weiner, whatever, Weiner, Weiner, on Thursday announced after pressure from his left-wing opponent that he would no longer accept contributions from law enforcement, union, law enforcement unions and that he would donate such proceeds from his most recent election cycle to nonprofits serving at-risk youth of color. Jackie Fielder, his opponent, immediately said his move was not enough. My opponent conceded to my challenge issued on Sunday. She said, however, this one doesn't account for $45,000 plus from your first state Senate campaign. Two, falls short of a commitment to reject contributions from PACs funded by law enforcement associations. No loopholes, she added. The, a- the ACLU of Minnesota, which is running a lawsuit against Minneapolis over its police department allegedly violating journalists, rights during the unrest after Floyd's death, also chimed in. Police are supposed to protect and serve the, protect and serve the people. But when the people cry out for an end to police violence and aggression, police unions only protect themselves, the organization said. And Megan Aliyah Green, a current alderwoman, in St. Louis, Missouri, and candidate for Missouri State for Missouri Senate, 
responded to a recent story in the New York Times about the power police unions are able to exert on local governments by calling the local union in St. Louis the worst. Police unions are impediments to change, and hashtag STLPOA is about the worst. Thanks to at New York Times for, evalu- for elevating the harassment that at St. Louis City CA and I have received from them by pushing for reforms and shining a light on how reform gets stopped. Meanwhile, those on the right have backed police unions' message. Tom Finton, the president of the conservative organization Judicial Watch, tweeted in response, excuse me, tweeted in, respo- in, in support of the New York Police Department Sergeants Benevolent Association as it gave an update on a police officer who was run over by a car during unrest in the city last week. Violent left update, another casualty in the war on police. Thank God that Sergeant Mayor survived, Fitness said. The defense of police unions by conservatives like Fenton and criticism from members of the left is a stark reversal from how they traditionally treat organized labor. Fenton is regularly critical of labor unions and the ACLU touts its support for organized labor. The ACLU has championed the right of workers to organize unions since its inception more than 90 years ago, beginning with efforts to counter the vehement anti-union crusades of the 1920s, the National ACLU says on its website, the criticism of police unions by liberals who are traditionally at odds with the police groups but not other forms of organized labor comes as some police unions are defending officers caught on camera roughing up or injuring citizens. Two Buffalo police officers, which you heard the clip on this show earlier, were charged with assault Saturday, for example, after a video showed them shoving a 75-year-old protester in recent demonstrations over the death of George Floyd. Attorney, Attorney Tom Burton, who is representing the Buffalo Police Benevolent Association, and one of the officers who was charged, defended the actions of the officers. Nobody from the police is delighting in the fact that this fellow got hurt, okay? Nobody intended to hurt him. But the bottom line is, the events which triggered this were not started by the police, he said according to WGRZ. Meanwhile, the letter... Excuse me? Ooh, sorry about that, folks. Meanwhile, the letter Minneapolis Union Chief Crow wrote that upset Fletcher sought to transfer blame for Floyd's death to Floyd himself and defended the officers involved. What is not being told is the violent criminal history of George Floyd, Crow said. I've worked with the four defense attorneys that are representing each of our four terminated individuals under criminal investigation, in addition with our labor attorneys to fight for their jobs. They were terminated without due process. 
The statement elicited anger from former Minneapolis Police Chief Janae Hartung. A disgrace to the badge, she said. This is the battle that myself, that myself and others have been fighting against. Bob Kroll, turn in your badge. Minneapolis Police Officer Derek Chauvin used his knee to pin Floyd to the ground by his neck for nearly nine minutes before Floyd's death as he gasped for air. Floyd was not visibly resisting Chauvin. Chauvin was fired and is now charged with second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter. As movements to to dismantle and defund police departments sweep the country, Democratic politicians say they can count on opposition from police unions. Unfortunately, in history, our, in history in our city, and I think the history of other cities, unions are extraordinarily reluctant to embrace reform, and that's a current state of affairs here. Chicago Democratic Mayor Lori Lightfoot said in, the st- in an interview with NPR over the weekend, We have had to take them to arbitration to win very modest reforms. And that's a shame of the history of collective bargaining where there hasn't been an emphasis on reform and accountability. Um, Look, if the police unions are defending officers who commit wanton acts of brutal murder, then they're a waste. And as far as I'm concerned, they need to they need to sit back and, and look at the and look at the evidence. These officers weren't fired indiscriminately. They were fired because they they committed a crime. And they were properly arrested and charged accordingly. The death of George Floyd should not have happened, but it did. In 2016, the death of Tony Tempa happened at the hands of overzealous, excessive force using police officers. His death should not have happened, but it did. Here's the bottom line. I support police officers that do the job the right way, the proper way, the way they were trained to do it, and not use excessive force or brutality. Those two Buffalo officers, no excuse is a good excuse for shoving a 75-year-old man to the ground That's inexcusable. And as far as I'm concerned, the only the only really good officer is the officer who does his his or her job every day knowing full well 
there's a chance they may never go home again. And knowing that they have to do everything in their power to protect people, to protect property from damage or theft, and to make certain the laws of the land are upheld and not violate those laws themselves by doing what Chauvin and other police officers who have committed to abuse of power and excessive force and brutality have done. Those officers aren't officers. They're criminals. And they put a very, very, very black mark on every officer who wears the badge that does the job the right way. Comments? You know, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, they don't need to be cops if that's, if that's the kind of brutality that you're going to show the very citizens that you swore an oath to protect. I guess they forgot about their oath of office. Having <laughs> a 75-year-old man like that. Uh, no, those people don't need to be cops. Like I said, you give anybody like that that has, you know, well, that, give them that kind of authority. You know, I'm Billy Badass. I'm going to do what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, it goes to their head. Don't sick them, boys. You know, we'll, we'll deal with the lawsuits later. Even though it might have killed that guy. I mean, I heard some report that he was bleeding from the ears or something like that. So he wasn't doing it. He wasn't in very good shape. Okay? Uh, like I said, if that would have been a little punk that was trying to be smart-ass in front of the police, well, yeah, shove him, okay? Well, not a 75-year-old guy. I mean, come on. Jesus. But they don't care. They, they, those types do not care. It's just like that. Remember, I put it in the FFNO room there a couple of days ago. That cop that, that did that video, I think it was, and they told him that, well, you need to take it and take it down. He said, no, I'm not. And it cost him his job. So that's the kind of people you want as police that will stand up for the right thing no matter what, you know. Go ahead. Any thoughts, Mike? Yeah. I mean, look, basically, uh, not no, not on this, not on this. Hmm. Mike? Oh, my. There you I'm are. here. Can you hear yeah, me? I, you kind of dropped for a second there. No, I have no thoughts. Not on this. Well, I don't know what to tell you guys. But this situation is its only going to get worse before it, before it gets better. Now, here's a story that uh, 
really gets me. Now, everyone's familiar with Harry Potter. All the movies, the books, and so forth. Well, the Harry Potter star blast fame author over transgender comments. Yeah. You heard right, folks. Daniel Radcliffe responds to J.K. Rowling's tweets on gender. Transgender women are women. Daniel Radcliffe is making his position clear. On Saturday, Harry Potter scribe J.K. Rowling issued a handful of tweets in response to an article that mentions people who menstruate. Rowling responded by urging the word woman be used in place of the phrase irking fans who accuse her of ignoring transgender women. Since then, Rowling, 54, has defended her position online and has faced even more backlash from followers. Now, Daniel Radcliffe, who starred in the film adaptations of Rowling's hit young adult series, has published an essay on the matter. The essay was published on Monday on the website for the Trevor Project, a charity focused on crisis and suicide prevention within the within the LGBTQ community. The 30-year-old actor began by explaining that his statement is not an indication of infighting between himself and Rowling, but that he felt compelled to speak out given the influence Rowling has had in his life. Transgender women are women. Any statement to the contrary erases the identity and dignity of transgender people and goes against all advice given by professional health care associations who have far more expertise on this subject matter than either Joe or I, Radcliffe said. The actor pointed out that according to the Trevor Project, 78% of transgender and non-binary youth reported being the subject of discrimination due to their gender identity. Radcliffe said that more must be done to support transgender and non-binary people to avoid invalidating their identities and causing further harm. The star then addressed fans that felt that the book series, which is rife with themes of tolerance, acceptance, and love, carries little weight after Rawlings' comments. To all the people who now feel that their experience of the books has been tarnished or diminished, I am deeply sorry for the pain these comments have caused you. I really hope that you don't entirely lose what was valuable in in these stories to you, he said, noting that learning something from a story is sacred. Look, I'm not going to sit here and defend either person. I'm not going to defend Rawlings, and I'm not going to defend Radcliffe. What I'm going to say will probably shock a lot of people, but 
to me, there's only one, there's only two genders, male and female. And that's people who are born female and people who are born male. Why do I feel that way? Because that's what I was taught growing up. You're either born a man or you're not. And if you're not, you're born female. So all of this transgender stuff going on, you know, I'm not trying to dis, to disrespect the people in the, that, are, that are saying they're transgender, but let's face the reality. If you're a transgender male or transgender female, but your, your born identity, your born sexuality is that of male or female, and you're saying you're, if you're a male saying you're a female and you're a female saying you're a male, um, that's, that's, a, that's, your, that's your choice. I, for one, have had a huge problem with, 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 the, uh, with the whole idea because of the simple fact. And I had this happen in a doctor's office. A transgender female person was born a man. Okay, and you could tell this guy that this person's actual was actually is actually male. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at my cell phone. I'm going through some some emails, and this person thought I was staring at them, and I wasn't. And this person got right in my face and said, you got a problem with me? And I said, no, I'm trying to read some email. He goes, well, you're staring at me. I said, no, I'm staring at my, at my cell phone screen. I didn't get into a, a heated debate over his uh, gender identity or nothing like that. But I just told him, I said, look, I'm not staring at you. I have no reason to stare at you. And for those of you watching on the video platforms, I was holding my cell phone right in front of my face, just like this. And I'm looking at my screen, scrolling up, you know, going through the emails. And just to pass the time while I'm waiting to see the doctor at the time. So when, when these quote-unquote transgender folks start getting in my face like that, that's the wrong thing to do. So I don't care if you call yourself a woman and you're, you're born a man. As far as I'm concerned, you're still a man, and you're going to get knocked on your ass if you keep confronting me and getting, getting up in my face with an attitude. But luckily, this person decided to go back and sit down when I insisted I wasn't staring at you. I said, do yourself a favor. Go sit down. And he did. When I got in to see my doctor, I, I told my doctor what had happened. And she said, George, I don't, think, I don't think there's a right way or wrong way to handle that. You handled, the, you handled it the way you handled it. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, you did what you had to do. That person shouldn't have gotten in your face. 
Well, as I was leaving the doctor's office, that person was on their way in to see the doctor. Turned to me and said, people like you disgust me. I just looked at the person and I'm like, I didn't even say anything. I just looked at the person so much to say, really? Whatever your opinions are on the transgender community, they're yours. Me, I still stick by my by my basic traditional beliefs. If you're born a man, you're a man. If you're born a woman, you're a woman. You want to change your your gender? Stop calling yourself transgender and just go and get go and get the sex change and be done with it. But don't get in my face because you think I'm staring at you. Bad idea. Wow. All right, George, I am looking on Twitter, and I'm looking at a website by a a Twitter feed by a person named, much like, much like uh, many, remember many AOC, little girl. Well, there's mm-hmm. a, there's there's one on there on Twitter called Many Ilhan Omar, and she's not quite as funny, but close. I mean, I'm scrolling down this Twitter feed, and she actually looks like her. Uh, looks like Ilhan Omar and sounds like her, but she's got humor about her. And it's, it's, the name of the Twitter feed is Mini Ilhan Omar. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's what I'm looking at right now. But yeah, I, I yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at that Twitter feed right now. Uh. Oh my God! <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, these these kids too funny. I'm sorry, they're just too funny. <laughs> Frankly, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that Twitter hasn't banned her. She's going after one of their sacred cows, you know. Well, I say sacred cows, but, uh, you know, I don't think Muslims eat beef, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, she's... She's got a she's got a YouTube channel too. There's this mini Elhan Omar. Oh, check this out. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was even uh, was even quoted in, a, in, 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 in by Mini Ilhan. 
Yay, big sis to the rescue. Wait, what? And she puts a tweet from, from Ocasio-Cortez. What? No, this is dangerous. I'm heading there now. Where was where was <laughs> AOC going? Uh, this was back on June second. Apparently, uh, people crossing. Crossing the bridge after curfew. Oh. Man, was that bridge loaded with people. Like I said, like you just said, George, these two kids, got these two got persons down pat. Mm, mm, mm. It, they are very talented. Well, I'll tell you what. Between you, me, and the four winds, I haven't heard anything in the way... I haven't really heard anything of late... in regards to uh, any violent uh, actions out on New York City streets uh, since last week. Um, Let me see here. It doesn't look like there's too much in the way of... uh, Doesn't look like there's anything happening. But I'll check my uh, my video source here. Or a video source if it's available. Nope. Nothing uh, showing there. So, so after after all that's gone down, or supposedly gone down with these officers, you know, and the even the I'm talking about the NYC NYPD that. Or either getting their heads chopped off by the their mayor, whom they hate anyway, and or you know or quitting. I mean, it's, after her, after that was, I heard that this afternoon or whatever. It's been what, uh, yesterday afternoon, so it's been good eight hours, maybe more, that I heard that, and then nothing. 
There's, I, I guess all the uh, all the uh, rioting and the looting and the pillaging and the plundering has <clears throat> finally abated. You don't hear anything more. Nothing. There hasn't been any more going on in that respect. So I don't know. Between you, me, and the lamppost, I'm glad that they <laughs> that the violence is over. But. Now with the um, the defunding of the police uh, battle going on, only time will tell what that's going to lead to. We'll just have to see, we'll just have to play it by ear and see what happens. All right. Yep. Well, guys, unfortunately, it's. I, it, it is uh, getting close to the end here, so I'm going to call it a night. And uh, I'll be back for the Tuesday night edition of Firefox News Online on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. So, Mike and Gunslinger, I hope you'll join me, as always. And... Hopefully many of you watching and listening by archives will do the same. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer, and this has been Firefox News Online. So, uh... Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. On that note, catch you next time, fellas. All right. All right, later. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. You can catch the links to Firefox News Online's broadcast by going to facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks. Hey, we'd like to hear from you, so send your comments to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, any stories or topic ideas you might have, We'd like to hear from you. Send to we report at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. That's we report at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. Again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time. That's all, folks. So let it be written. So let it be done.
Well, it's one party, one party man.